We've seen the term terrorism thrown around an awful lot these days, and that may not be a good thing. Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting, Russell Canada, and you're listening to Quick Hits. something for you today that I don't think I've done before and I'm hoping not to do an awful lot in the future. I'm going to read extensively from a couple of pieces that I just found in open source media over the past two to three days that point to a very disturbing trend which is the tendency of certain actors to throw the word terrorism out uh, willy-nilly, haphazardly, to apply to all kinds of things that it isn't and I don't think that's a good thing. So I'm gonna read from these excerpts first, then I'll weigh in with a few thoughts at the very end. So if you allow me to put my glasses on as, a, as an old fart. The first article comes from The Economist, and it comes from the January 16th edition, looking at the reckoning after Donald Trump, and it's in the Europe section, and it's entitled, One Man's Terrorist. There's a forensic physician uh, named Senem Kurur Finanji, and he and, and many others in Turkey have been insisting for quite some time that there was something dodgy about Turkey's COVID-19 figures. Excess deaths around the country far surpassed officially reported deaths from the virus. And so there was something wrong with this. And then the government of Turkey at the end of November revealed it had stopped reporting asymptomatic infections months earlier. Ergo, that's why the numbers were skewed. Once it resumed doing so, the case count rocketed from about 7,000 to over 30,000 a day, which of course is a fourfold uh, increase. Well, the Erdogan government uh, was not happy with this pressure put on by the doctors. And so he, what they did was they basically, they, they passed a law in late December, just after Christmas, which gives the government the power to overhaul, set down civil society organizations, including local branches of foreign groups like Human Rights Watch or Amnesty International. It allows the Interior Ministry to remove board members who face terrorism charges, freeze their assets, replace them with its own appointees, and carry out all inspections, all in the name of combating terror financing. Well, here's where it gets a little bit wonky. So this Dr. Financi was basically charged with terrorism for having embarrassed the government in its finagling, I guess I could use the term, of the numbers on COVID. Now, she apparently had already faced charges once before when she uh, was involved in Kurdish affairs. Now, of course, the Turks, the Turkish government is uh, basically sees all Kurds as potential terrorists. The other article, it was something I read online in a, a website called Balkan Insight. It covers the Balkans, but also covers Turkey uh, for reasons I'm not entirely certain. And the headline, and this is from February the 9th, so just yesterday, recording us on February the 10th, it says, Turkey detains 39 for terrorist propaganda social media posts. As a part of Turkey's tight new controls on social media, the authorities detained at least 39 people in the first week of February over online posts alleged to contain propaganda for terrorist organizations. Well, who were or which were these terrorist organizations? Well... There was the PKK, which is the Kurdistan Workers' Party, which is recognized by the Turkish government, and I'm pretty sure the Canadian government as a terrorist organization. Islamic State, well, duh, uh, they are a terrorist organization, as well as anybody who follows a Turkish preacher named Fethullah Gulen, 
who the Turks claim uh, engineered a failed coup in 2016. Now, Gulen, I believe, lives in Pennsylvania, of all places. And he has essentially been called a terrorist by the Turkish government. So anybody who follows Gulen, they're called Gulenists, is also labeled as a terrorist by the Turkish government. So, so where does this leave us? So you've got people that follow the PKK, which I have no problem labeling as, as terrorists in terms of the propaganda that they put out. You've got doctors that are that are basically embarrassing the government with its COVID numbers. And you've got a bunch of people who followed a preacher who simply wanted a change in government in Turkey. And yet the Turkish government under Tayyip Recep Erdogan, the, the president, has essentially called all these people terrorists. Now, is this a helpful development? Does this make Turkey any safer? Does this get to the root of the problem? And there really is a terrorist threat within Turkey. Yes, the PKK has carried acts of terrorism. Yes, there is a there is an Islamic State presence in Turkey. I'm reading every day news from the Turkish media where they pick up somebody who is with ISIS, uh, either from uh, Turkey itself or people who have uh, infiltrated Turkey, both from Iraq and Syria, as well as a whole bunch of people from the West who use Turkey as their staging ground to get into Islamic State's so-called caliphate back in 2013, 2014, 2015, they would cross at a, a border town called Gaziantep, which is on the Turkish-Syrian border, I believe. So there's no question that Turkey does have an, an actual terrorist problem. Well, how the hell is a doctor who is pointing out inconsistencies with Turkey's COVID response, how does that person qualify as a terrorist? You see the problem here, right? Is that when governments do these kinds of things, when they broaden the definition of terrorism to include all kinds of actors that have nothing to do with terrorism, not only does it cheapen the term, it makes it almost impossible for its security intelligence and law enforcement agencies, which are tasked with doing counterterrorism, to do the job that they are tasked to do. If you have to keep tabs on a doctor, either by arresting her or monitoring her movements or intercepting her communications, either with or without a warrant, you aren't using those resources against real terrorists. If you're arresting thousands and tens of thousands of people, the so-called ghoulinists in the wake of the 2016 failed coup, you're not devoting the resources to people who are actually terrorists, like Islamic State, like the PKK. This is a very worrisome trend around the world these days, not just in Turkey. Russia for, for decades has labeled basically anybody from Chechnya a terrorist. Israel uses the term sometimes too. And again, there is a significant terrorist threat to, to Israel. And yet it is used the term sometimes to talk about Palestinians, so I'm not sure you would qualify them as terrorists in some cases. And that is extending, yes, to here to other parts of the West when it comes to the far right. There are some hate groups. There are some nasty bunches of people that many people are calling terrorists in nature. Some people have gone as far to say as they represent the greatest threat to Western security in the in 2021. I fought back against that personally. I don't know where you draw the line between a hate group and a terrorist group. Maybe it is a fine line. Maybe it doesn't matter. But the more often that we use the term terrorism to describe groups of individuals who have nothing to do with it, we get into a problem. Not just the aforementioned resource problem with our security intelligence and law enforcement agencies, but with society in general. I said it before, I'll say it again. When everybody's a terrorist, nobody's a terrorist. I don't think we want to be doing that. Now, yes, not everyone's like Turkey. Not everyone is like President Erdogan, who is a real piece of work from everything that I've seen. And again, 
to repeat for the nth, to nth time, I, I don't like slippery slope arguments and I won't use them myself, but it seems to me that a lot of people are jumping on the terrorism bandwagon right now. And I'm not sure that's a good strategy to take. And I'm, and I'm thankfully I'm seeing some pushback in some op-ed pieces in the immediate aftermath of the 6th of January in Washington, everybody was saying that basically the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and the Three Percenters and all these other wankers were, were real terrorists and that, you know, the sky is falling and, and civilization, as we know, is coming to an end. I'm now seeing some people saying, wait a second here. Do we really want to declare a war on terrorism against the Proud Boys? How's the war on terrorism going 20 years in? I wrote a whole book on it. I end to the war on terrorism in 2018. So let's step back. Let's judiciously use the word terrorism for those to whom it applies and not over-apply it. Anyhow, that's what I think. I want to recognize today the Abu Dhabi Scorpions. Don't ask. It's a jersey I got from a buddy of mine who was posted at the Canadian Embassy in Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates a couple years ago. Apparently there's hockey in the desert. I'm not sure how they do it, but um, they do it. And of course, before I leave you, I have to leave you with the Hardy Boys Guide to Life piece of wisdom. And uh, this comes from the Disappearing Floor. I think I've referred to that title before. Never use your own name when you're going to commit a crime. It's good to have a list of aliases available to hide your identity. Pretty damn good advice, Joe and Frank Hardy. A lot of terrorists might want to use different names when they do their propaganda videos. Hello, John McGuire. Hello, Andre Poulin. Anyway, I'd like to hear what you think about this. Are we are we misapplying terrorism? Are we overapplying the word terrorism here in Canada, in North America, in the West, globally? You can reach me on email, borealisrescue.gmail.com, or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like the content and want to get more of it, please go to my website, borealisthreatenrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button. Provide your email address. You'll get a free daily digest, all the blogs, all the podcasts, free to your inbox every day. I'd also like to point out that on my website, you can order my new book, The Peaceable Kingdom, A History of Terrorism in Canada, from Confederation to the Present. Uh, It's selling out quickly, folks. If you want a copy, please uh, let me know. I'll certainly get one to you. And I'd also like to invite you to uh, visit the the, uh, Lessons on Terrorism page, which you'll find on the website. So borealsfritrest.com backslash lessons hyphen on sluts hyphen terrorism. Give me your feedback. What do you think of all this stuff? I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.